welcome to another episode of Daily Feasting on the Words of Christ, the podcast to help disciples of Jesus Christ to engage with the Book of Mormon on a more deeper and personal level. And by me just sharing my personal insights that I get from my own study of the Book of Mormon. And today I'm covering pages 361 to 366. And I have quite a few thoughts that I am excited to share with y'all today, and it's going to be great because I love the war chapters. I love everything that I learned from the war chapters because to me, I personally see life as a battleground. Earth life is a war for of good and evil, and every day I am fighting to be on the good side. I'm fighting for God and for everything that he stands for and to choose the right at all times. I don't know. That's just kind of how I choose to look at life is it's a battle every single day against Satan and against his lies and against his servants. And I don't know. It gets me excited to think about being a warrior and fighting Satan and defeating him and overcoming sin and temptation and lies and becoming a saint of God, becoming a warrior of God. You know, that, that stuff just gets me excited. And so I love reading about the war chapters because they teach so much about the principles of faith and hope and how we need to prepare and defend ourselves against Satan and teaches us a lot about Satan and his tactics and kind of, you know, gives us a little bit more insight into our daily battles and you know these six pages they start with Moroni finishing a letter he writes to the chief judge and then also uh, the chief chief judge's letter to Moroni and what's interesting is like in Moroni's letter he was very bold and blunt to the chief judge. To him, he thinks that the government is not doing its job. Like he thinks the government is sitting idly by and it's being lazy and it's not doing the things that it needs to do. And that worries Moroni. And he's being very bold because he cares about the freedom of the people. And if the government is not doing their job, then they will not be able to preserve the freedom of the people. And so Moroni is censuring the government because he's like, y'all need to step up. You know, we cannot be a free people when we do nothing. We cannot be idle. We have to stand up. We have to keep the commandments. We have to be active in fighting this war. We can't just sit back and watch people die. And he says that he will pull down anyone who seeks for authority and seeks for power over people, that he will fight for freedom even amongst his own people. And he will, and if the government is not willing to help him fight the war, then he will take from the government what he needs. Right? And it's a very bold, very stern letter. Moroni is 
trying to awaken the government to a sense of their duty and really puts them in their place. And Pahoran sends a, a letter back and explains the situation that actually he does care about the freedom of the people. He's just not able to do it because there's been traitors and treason amongst the Nephites and they kicked him out and they set up a king in Zarahemla and that's why they haven't been able to send any food or people to the armies because the government was kicked out. And so, you know, I think it would have been so easy for Pahoran to be angry at Moroni and be like, you don't understand my situation. You have no clue what's going on. How dare you censure me and say that I've been the lazy one when I've been doing everything that I can to help you and it's not my fault that you haven't been able to get help and blah, 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 blah. It would have been very easy for Pahoran to be angry, but he wasn't. Instead, he looked at this letter with humility and meekness and forgiveness and compassion and saw that Moroni cared about the freedom of the people. Pahoran didn't take the letter personally. He looked at the letter and said, wow, Moroni is awesome. Look at how much he cares about the people and look at how much he cares about freedom and you know, that's awesome because I care about that too. And so he just explains to Moroni and he's like, this is my situation. You know, you have censured me in your letter, but it doesn't matter because I'm not angry. I'm actually on your side and I really need some help because, you know, I've lost the judgment seat and I would like to get that back so that I can help maintain the freedom of this people. They're so honest with each other and they're such good friends because they put the cause of freedom before their own personal fear feelings, if that makes sense. Both Moroni and Pahoran, you know, are able to forgive each other so easily because to them, freedom is way more important than any personal offense that might have happened. And I think communication-wise, there's a lot to learn from this because, you know, we don't always know the motives of things and people and sometimes people do things that are really annoying and we don't understand why they're doing it and... We ask, you know, we can be like Moroni sometimes and be like, why are you doing that? Or why aren't you doing this? Like, look, if you're not going to help, then I'm going to take what I want. And sometimes we need to be more like Pahoran, you know, and in those instances where people can be like Moroni, we can be like Pahoran and be like, you know what? I'm not going to take this personally because that's not going to help things. Instead, I'm going to look at you know, what is it you're fighting for? You know, if you're, we're just going to help clarify where each other's at and help each other in our goals and in our values in coming closer to God, right? It, we are imperfect human beings. If we could communicate perfectly to each other, then we wouldn't have to worry. But, you know, we don't always communicate perfectly and misunderstandings can happen and I think it's important to recognize that you know people are trying to do their best and you know when people get 
And I, I don't know. We don't need to take things personally. We don't need to get angry or upset about, you know, how someone said this to that to us or whatnot. Because in the end, it really doesn't matter. You know, a lot of people have left the church because someone said something that offended them. I heard about that all the time when I was a missionary. And it was so sad that they let that come between them and their relationship with God. You know, and when people do that, it destroys their testimony, destroys their relationship with God. If Pohoran had allowed himself to take offense from Moroni and to walk away from the cause of freedom, the Nephites would have been destroyed. I don't know that they would have survived. Maybe the Book of Mormon would have ended right here. But it didn't, because Pohoran chose not to take offense, but instead looked at what was more important and was willing to forgive and to recognize that Moroni is an imperfect human being, but his heart's in the right place. And they were able to come together and to work together and uphold the cause of freedom, right? When Moroni received Pohorin's letter, he was so happy that Pohorin was on his side and he went and he gathered an army and he just, everyone who was not for the cause of freedom amongst the Nephites, him and Pohorin, put them on trial and put them to death if they, you know, would not hold up the cause of freedom. And they kept a very strict judgment on that. Treason and traitors were not tolerated whatsoever. And because they were able to be united in purpose and put the cause of freedom first before their own personal feelings, Moroni was able to sweep the rest of the Lamanite army from the land. Like literally he would just march to a city and sometimes that was enough to just scare the Lamanites out of the city that they could just take it without having a battle. Like that's, that's what happens when people are united in purpose is there's just so much power that to the enemy it can be intimidating. We can sweep Satan before us when we are united in purpose with each other and with God. When we are forgiving and kind and humble and meek and compassionate towards each other. And, you know, we don't get offended or we don't choose to be offended or choose to let our personal feelings get in the way of the bigger picture. And, um, you know, there's a verse in Pahoran's letter in chapter 61, verse 21, that I really like, you know, it kind of caught my attention because he says, tell them to fear not for God will deliver them. Yea, and also all those who stand fast in liberty wherewith God hath made them free. And I like that verse because, you know, there's no need to fear when there's when we have God on our side. When we stand fast in the commandments and in the covenants and in the freedom that God hath given us, God will be able to deliver us from anything. 
if we stand on the rock of salvation, if we stand with Christ, we can do all things. All things are possible. For with God, nothing is impossible, and we can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth us. That is... Where was it going with this? <laughs> And that, to me, is why it stood out. You know, Moroni and Pahoran, they kept the commandments, they kept the covenants, and they put God first in everything, and they were able to win the war and sweep the Lamanites before them. I just think that's so cool, how just their unitedness of purpose, their faith and their courage was honestly, more often than not, enough to win their battles. To me, that's just so cool. I love the idea that I can just sweep Satan before me and not even be afraid. But there's no need to be afraid. Because if I'm standing in the covenants and, and the commandments of God, then I have an all-powerful being by my side fighting with me. You know, he fights my battles with me. If you remember from previous episodes, God is in the trenches with us. He doesn't stand idly by and watch us succeed or fail on our own strength. If we put our trust in God, then God will be there with us and we can win our battles. We can overcome Satan. We can overcome whatever it is, even addiction. We can overcome the natural man and become a saint through God and find our potential, find our great purpose in life. I think that's, and I think that's really important, and I really like that. <laughs> Another thing that was interesting is, you know, once they win the war, it talks about how some of the people, because of how long the war was, and how many afflictions they suffered, their hearts became hardened. Some other people. It was because of those afflictions that their hearts became softened to God. And something that popped into mind, I don't remember where I saw this, but I saw this somewhere where it was like something about potatoes and eggs. You know, we, you know, it's quite often that people will boil potatoes in water and they'll boil eggs in water. The potatoes and the eggs are in the same environment, right? They're in boiled water. That's a harsh environment. But how they respond to their environment is different. Potatoes will become soft. Eggs will become hard. And so with us, we can be placed in these hard circumstances, but it's up to us to decide how we'll respond. Will we let ourselves become hardened because of the harsh environment we're in? Or, we will, or will we let our hearts become softened because of the harsh environment we're in?
and you know we can we can choose how to respond if you've ever read Stephen Covey's book Seven Habits for Highly Effective People he talks about how there's a space between you know our circumstance and our reaction and that's where we can think and decide what our response is we have control over our actions, over our responses, over our emotions, our attitudes, our moods. Like we have control over ourselves. We don't have to let our environment dictate what we'll become. We can choose, despite our environment, despite everything, a different response. We can even choose to change our environment if that would help. We can, we can choose. We have the power to choose. Agency is a power and it's a gift. And we can use it to create the life we want. If we're not able to change our environment, then it, we can choose. Then we have the power to choose our response and not let the environment dictate it. And if we have the power to change your environment, then change your environment if that's what you think will help. But we have the choice to change it. Whatever choice you make, I hope it's always to keep the commandments. Because, you know, the Nephites won the war. And why? It's because they continually kept the commandments. They had ups and downs. There were times where the Nephites were wicked and they weren't keeping it. And they were starting to lose cities. And then they would repent and they'd come back. They oscillated a lot between this war, but in the end, they kept the commandments, and in the end, they won, and that's what matters. In the end, what will you choose? Will you choose to follow God, or will you choose to give up? And there are only two choices. Now, we may fall sometimes when we choose to follow God. We're not perfect. But will you choose to get back up or will you choose to stay down? Those are the two choices in life. Will you choose to get back up or will you choose to stay down? And I hope that you choose to get back up every time you fall. To not let failure get to you. Because Sin does not dictate who you are. Sin does not dictate what you'll become. It only does that if you let it. We are children of God. That's who we are. And when we stand with Christ, he can help us overcome sin and temptation. He can help us overcome anything. And so, if you've received any insights during your own personal study or while listening to this podcast episode, write them down and act upon them. Today, make a plan, set a goal. I know that sounds probably a little bit strange to make plans and set goals concerning how you'll follow through on spiritual promptings, but 
to me, it's important to make plans and set goals in whatever way works best for you. There's all sorts of different ways to make plans and to set goals. There is not one way to do that. And so whatever way you have found that helps you to make and keep goals and to make plans, do it. And follow through with what you say you'll do. And, you know, the spiel, share this podcast, write this podcast, because it would really help if you did that so that more people can find this and hopefully find the power and their strength that they're needing. If you remember from the very first episode, uh, I talked about President Nelson's talk and how the Book of Mormon is powerful and how we can gain so much from the Book of Mormon. And I have seen that in my life. Come, like It's, it's true. And I want to help other people find that in their lives too because there was a time where I did not see that and you know, recognizing how before my 40-day challenge, I just saw the Book of Mormon as a book. And I read it, but just to check the box off, not to really gain anything from it. And now I read it because I do gain something from it. This book is so incredibly important to me. Someone could give me diamonds and rubies, and I wouldn't want them because I would want the Book of Mormon instead because that's what would help me more. It's what has helped me pull through all these hard times and has given me clarity and understanding and has helped me feel the spirit on days where it was really hard for me to feel a spirit. And I want to help other people do that. And you sharing this podcast and rating this podcast by giving it five stars can help other people find this podcast and find that power too. So please, 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 please rate and share. And, you know, if there's anything you want to share with me, you know, uh, my email is still not working. (laughs) I don't, I'm not super tech savvy with that sort of stuff. I don't know what's wrong with it, but oh well. I have a Facebook page, Daily Feasting on the Words of Christ, so you can contact me there. But anyway, I hope that y'all have a great day and that, and you know, Good luck on your battles. May God prosper your way. And hopefully... And don't forget... All that God has done for you already. Don't forget to keep the commandments. Don't let yourself... Succumb to sin and temptation. To despair and discouragement. But stand fast in in the faith that God has given you. Because when you stand fast in the faith of Christ, you will win your battles. I guarantee it. Why? Because God is all-powerful. So stay faithful and win the day. You got this. And I'll talk to you later.